I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan, and in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. Hello, guys. I'm back once again with another puny pod. This time, I gave the Twitterati and the Facebook followers a chance to vote on my next subject between two Batman comics which I adore, um, including Batman Venom and Batman Prey, and by, I think, one vote, swung the tide and swung the pendulum over to Batman Venom. Um, This is not a crossover between the Marvel character and the DC character, though. No, this basically has Batman tackling uh, steroid addiction. Uh, He gets addicted to um, the drug that uh, Bane takes and fuels his, you know, strength. Um, So this is before Bane's introduction that kind of leads up to it and introduces uh, Santa Prisca as well, which is where Bane is from and where he grew up in a prison. So yeah, it's kind of, um, yeah, it's quite, it's sort of a part of Bane's sort of origin and background. Um, Not only does Batman battle drug addiction, steroid addiction, he also punches a shark in the face. And what other Batman comic can you find that happening in? Not many. No, it's just this one. So let's start looking at the story itself. Um, so Batman Venom was Venom Venom Venom. Get my words out. Batman Venom was written by Denny O'Neill, the kind of classic Batman writer. Kind of brought Batman back to his darker roots um, back in the late seventies after the campy '66 um, Batman with Adam West and the TV show had kind of faded and not become not you know kind of lost its popularity and its you know, lost its luster, basically, and everyone kind of fell out with it. So this, he's he's well known for being kind of a Batman aficionado. He's one of the, the biggest kind of writers uh, that Batman has ever had, and one of the best as well, in my humble opinion. Um, he has also helped out with the art duties in this book by Trevor Von Eden, and Russell Braun. I think Trevor Von Eden did the the layouts, and I think Russell Braun did the finished art. And it is absolutely gorgeous. Really strong work, strong line work, um, great kind of shadowy depiction, and some great kind of disturbing images of Batman as well. And uh, and I think Denny O'Neill was a really good writer to kind of tackle this subject because he personally has dealt with alcohol addiction. Um, you know, uh, being an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic. He's quite, I think he's well versed in those kind of, the kind of feelings and where you go and, you know, all the dark turns that an addiction can take. He even did a, did a, um, Iron Man, he wrote a run on Iron Man, I think two, two or three year run on Iron Man, where he basically had Tony Stark go through his second bout with alcoholism because he felt that the first time was kind of, 
the storyline was kind of rounded up a little too neatly and obviously relapse is a big part of addiction and that's what he did and he had a kind of three-year bender and Jim Jim James Rhodes uh, took over uh, and he was Iron Man for a while and then later became War Machine as we know in the movies. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the story a bit more before I go off on another tangent, knowing me. So yeah, so first of all, opening page we have this um, kind of construction worker type uh, guy who's saying that this sewer, this sewer system is collapsing. It's caving in. Uh, water is filling. Um, you know, it's it's too dangerous for anyone to go down there. And straight away, Batman goes, but there's a child down there, and that tells you all you need to know about Batman. He doesn't care the risk. He doesn't care. He, you know, justice must be done. Um, and he goes down there regardless, and he's not... This is kind of a, an early Batman tale, so it's set very early on, not long after uh, Frank Miller and David Mazzuccelli's year one. So, yeah, so he's not kind of not got all the tech and all the gadgets and all the bells and whistles, or even all the backup in, you know, in Robin or the rest of the Bat family. They're not there. So he goes down, and he has to deal with this um, this horrible situation. Basically, a, a little girl had been taken taken hostage by two criminals and they're holding her to ransom um but they've kind of gotten away and left her down there to drown so batman is get is there and this huge caving kind of happens separates him from the little girl um huge amount of kind of rubble and rocks and stuff and he's constantly he tries like clearing it and trying to get it out um throwing these rocks and straining and 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 the and the the water is slowly rising and rising to you know go up, going up to her neck her chin and and then he's he's almost there and then he finds behind all the rubble there's this giant boulder that you just can't budge and tragically the the little girl drowns she dies um which is a horrendous way to start a story but it is the it's basically the trigger for batman to you know start going down this this road uh, because he wasn't strong enough um he wasn't strong enough he keeps saying that um that he he could have saved her if only he was a bit strong if only he had a little bit more strength he could have moved it um he goes back to alfred and he says i, I can't believe i failed and and alfred's like did you never think ever that you were going to fail i think this may be batman's first failures i'm not sure if that's in still canon but as far as i know this is his first big kind of failure with <clears throat> trying to save a, a human being um and it, it you know takes a toll and it, it, it you know it stays with him throughout this entire story uh which is amazing amazing story um so he goes after that you know after alfred is kind of consoled him a little bit he goes off he says that you know the night's not over i have to go break the father the, the news to the father um and he gets there and the father's kind of a bit nonchalant about it he's kind of not that fussed he seems to be quite more a lot more interesting he's a scientist and we find out he's been developing a kind of a through genetic research ways and means of improving human beings you know via what is now come being which is now known as Venom, the steroid Venom. Um, so, yeah, so, and he's tempted. Batman looks and he's tempted, but he puts it away. He goes back to the cave and he, he figured out that the, the rubble that he was trying to move was, um, I can't remember the exact weight, but he puts it on the barbells and he goes, right, I'm going to lift this. And he 
he does lift it, but then he manages to kind of pull his shoulder. Um, I think he sprains a muscle or something. Or like maybe even tears a tendon. I'm not sure, but it's really you know noticeably like swollen and horrible. He can't really do anything with it for the rest of this issue. He's he's in a he's in a really bad state. Um, and again, I think what's great about this story, like I said with the last one with Ten Nights of the Beast, is that it's a really human story, and it is about Batman's failings and his, you know, and he's put through physically through the ringer, emotionally through the ringer, mentally through the ringer, you name it. And and those are for me the best Batman tales. The more human Batman is, the more relatable he is, and. You know, sure, we want the the Batman who can outsmart everybody. You know, he's ten steps ahead of everybody, and that's really entertaining to read. But you know, for a for a, an arc like this, story arc like this, it, that wouldn't work. Um, you know, it's better that he's better suited in that kind of uh, played that way in a, in team books like Justice League or Batman and the Outsiders, things like that. That's where he plays that role really well. But in his own book, he needs to have that those human qualities. So so, and he tries to. He finds the the two thugs that kidnapped the girl and led to her death, um, but he he's injured because of his arm and has to let them go. Um, he's well, he's thrown out of a window, in fact, because he's so injured. And Alfred kind of takes him back, and you know, while he's recuperating, puts his arm in a sling and what have you. Um, so yeah, and and we slowly see him kind of give in to that temptation the the one you know that the steroid is the kind of the shortcut and you know you know and it's it's a you know horrible evil shortcut to take and you know but in the in this moment in the story he's batman's in a very vulnerable place bruce wayne is you know beside himself with grief and the, and you know just He's just broken, so he does go back to the 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 girl's father, the scientist, and he takes him up on his offer to take the steroid, uh, to take venom, and you know it works. It helps him heal. He can lift that huge barbell he was struggling with. He goes after the two thugs that had harmed the little girl, killed it, end up killing the little girl. You know, inadvertently or ad- advertently, um, you name it, and he he literally like throws them through walls and smashes them into a million pieces and he's really rough and at the end of that first issue we see something that's really quite disturbing it's Batman just maniacally laughing um, for no reason at all the following issue he's um, he's taken to just going out in a trench coat and nothing else not wearing the bat suit anything like that and he you, we can slowly see the kind of degradation of his you know the uh, his mental well-being and his you know his, it, though he's physically he's the best he's ever been like mentally he's very dark twisted you know quick to anger um you know all the kind of signs of addiction and and there being a problem um these kind of these kind of come up and and alfred is you know he's He's kind of like he even says in this. He says, "I'm going to quit if you keep doing this." You know, you've you're not even dressed up like Batman. You're not even studying. You're not even, you know, using your fantastic, you know, mind to solve these problems. You're just using brute strength, and that's not the it's not the man he knows. And you know, it saddens him to say that. And even you know, he says he's going to quit. And you know, Batman's like, "Quit! I don't care." You know, you're one of the you're one of the scum sucking weaklings of of Gotham kind of thing and he he's like what well, you know he, you know people just let these things happen to them why should i do so much and he's but he's kind of still obsessed with getting these getting these guys and 
in the next scene, I think in that in that issue, that particular issue of this arc, um, we see we see Batman. Uh, he he hunts them down. The two the two um, two criminals that were responsible for this girl's death. He hunts them down. He finds them uh, only to find that they've been killed. Um, so and the the killers are escaping very quickly in a car. Um, and this is an absolutely ridiculous moment. He grabs a kind of bit one of those big style American fridge freezers, kind of smeg fridge freezers. You know, lifts it with it. You know over his head, throws it through the wall onto the car, which is, you know, incredibly, you know, reckless for for Batman. You know, he could have killed those guys and could have, you know, for, for all we know, he, they could have been dead. And, you know, rightly so, they probably should be in real life. They definitely would be. Um, but he, uh, and he, and while he's doing this, while he's lifting, while he's heaving this, uh, you've never seen Batman look so huge. He's splitting. The, the fabric on his suit is splitting because he's, you know, his biceps are, and all the other chest muscles, are, you know, his pectorals are all bulging with power. Um, and, you know, and the guy, the guy kind of, he, he manages to get a... a get the guys and but then again they get shot before he can get any information out of them so it's kind of a little bit of a, a mystery for him and and because he's he's taking these these steroids and he's taking the venom he's you know he's in a really like muddled place like like psychologically he just doesn't know he's so desperate he goes back to the the doctor and he's like oh i'm low on the 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 venom i don't have as much and he's like i need it i need it and he starts doing some shady uh, business for the for this general uh, who's involved with the scientist the father of the girl um just to get it and he's you can see him um just just so like out of it just he, all he's there for is that all he needs is is that fix and it's really sad and quite kind of depressing to see this but and i think like some people might have a problem with the way he's easily manipulated in this story um, you know, but it's it's the vulnerability is the best thing about this story. It just shows that you know even the greatest of heroes, even the strongest of people, have their weak moments, and I think that's really important to show. And and yeah, maybe some fans will be like, no, he's smarter. No, he would never. He would never do that. He would never just work for some guy because the basically the the villains of the piece ask him to. This is the real kind of crux of the story. I think the real kind of moment where he kind of. Um, not his rock bottom, I'd say, in the story, but definitely his kind of realization that something's not right, and these the things that he's doing. Considering the the general and the the doctor uh, in the story um, ask it, they they're like, we can give you more drugs, we can give you everything you need, because this is a highly addictive substance they've made, uh, and they made it for that reason. So they they say, we'll give you more, but it's, you've got to kill Commissioner Gordon. Um, and Batman goes, yeah, no problem, I can do that. And he's there lurking outside. <clears throat> excuse me. He's lurking outside his his home, his abode, and he he's you know he's considering it up until the point where he jumps out and he goes, I've been hired to kill you. I won't do it, but I just need to. I need you to know that people are after you. And he says in his monologue, he goes, he goes, you know, I didn't know what decision I was going to make until I made it. Um, luckily, it was the right one, but. You know, we—it's totally unpre- He was totally unpredictable. He could have—he could have easily killed one of his best friends, his only friend at this time in the in the, in the chronology of Batman. You know, next to Alfred, you know, he doesn't have that many friends. Really, true, true friends that, that help his kind of quest for justice. Um, 
so yeah, um, and that's that's what basically he goes home. He locks, he bo- blocks all the uh, the entrances to the Batcave and tells Alfred to lock him in there for a month. He's going to go cold turkey on this stuff because it's it's just so dangerous. And he he forces himself to be down there. He has enough supplies and everything to eat, but but he he has a very hard time of going cold turkey off this off this venom. It's highly addictive, and you know he. Like even Alfred's like, you sure you don't want me to let you out? Are you sure? Like he's listening on this intercom, trying to see if there's any, any sign of him or if he's okay down there. Because even Alfred can't get in there, and and he's he's it's heartbreaking to see Alfred in such a state where he just all he wants to do is go down there and help him. But he's Bruce is constantly saying no. You know, uh, Alfred goes. You know, it was it was a short month last month. You would be out already if if it was if it was that month. And he goes, no, we're going to do the this this full month. And he was like, you know, and he's just said, I'm going to do the full month, and we've got to do it. Um, and he finally does. He comes out. and He's got this this huge mane of hair and this massive beard. I was like, that's cause some growth, you know. I can I can grow a beard pretty damn quick, but I can't grow it that quick. Um, you know, I don't know if what I don't know what he's taking down there. It's maybe some hair growth supplements or something. <laughs> you know, while he's trying to get off the the venom. Um, but it's really it's really. I, mean, I guess it's the only way he could have done it. it. Just completely just cut him off from. Um, you know any possibility of him hurting anyone or going crazy or you know um, you know being a danger to anyone. I think that's really uh, it's really important and it's it, and he manages to do it. You know through hook or by crook he manages to get off the venom, which is you know the best thing for him. So after that he kind of recuperates, gets his strength back, um, and then he goes after the the doctor and the general who kind of hired him to kill kill Gordon or to convinced him for the drugs for the venom he they've left the country they've gone to santa prisca which again is is kind of linked to uh to bane's origin um but yeah he kind of jumps on a chartered jet with alfred and he's like we're gonna find them and then the uh the guys so, so they've gone to santa prisca basically to the two villains of um i can't remember their names off the top, uh, general and the scientist we'll call them um so they've gone to santa prisca to do more experiments and they're experiment on experiment experimenting I can't speak today. I've I've been at work for twelve hours. And it's been a hard shift, so I, you do have to I do have to apologise for not being with the words today or getting it round my mouth. La 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 la. Yeah, so I do apologise for that. But anyway, back to the story. Where was I? Yes. Yeah, so they're experimenting and they're using the general's son as a guinea pig. They they're giving him surgery. He's got various kind of implants, uh, cybernetic plastics. Uh, and taking the steroid as well, he, they basically turn him into an absolute monster. And also, he's under hypnotic suggestion as well, so he'll literally do anything they say, um, which is really interesting. He's a really tragic figure in the story, actually. He and 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 it kind of relates to. It's kind of nicely mirrored with the the little girl from the start. The he's 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 much older. He's you know a late teens, I think. Um, but he's still very young and naive and does whatever his dad says, and and that's what leads him to be a you know a, a freak freak soldier zombie soldier i think they're described there's a few others um around there kind of doing that but the general and the scientists see the chartered jet that um that bruce and alfred are on and he just shoots a missile at it it's just shoots a takes his kind of stinger rocket launcher and shoots them down and alfred's thrown out of the plane um quite hilariously there's a lot of humor that all the humor kind of comes from alfred in this in this kind of story and i think that there needs to be some levity in this story because it is so deep and dark and 
and just nasty and brutal. Um, but that that is that's the humanity coming through as as you know we, we see Bruce you know triumph over the drug addiction. We see Alfred's support and and it's yeah it's it's gorgeous little bit of um you know writing and you know these these characters that are kind of grim and broody you know the, that's a big part of batman sure but i like it i like it when we see the softer side of these characters the more vulnerable side of of all of them so yeah so the shot out of the sky they get separated alfred's kidnapped by the villains of the, of the story and he's he's kind of put on these kind of kind of stocks i guess or these kind of two poles and he's tied to them and they're out to out to sea a little bit um and they've they've cut his ankles and the sharks are coming um so this is this is probably my favorite bit in the story one of my favorite bits probably the most like quintessentially fun bit uh of of the tale you know the most kind of outlandish bit of the tale minus the you know this the crazy drugs and strength that uh, batman in, inhabits it's a relatively like low low level street level kind of story um but yeah he they nick the and the sharks come in and batman's swimming out there to save him and and even then like um alfred's using it you know he's got this sardonic humor it's always so so you know it's got the wittiest repartee in some of it in comics i i have to say um <laughs> very droll sir very droll like so kind of uh butler humor i would call it um but yeah so he he tells alfred to get swimming basically and fights kicks a kicks a shark in the face punches a shark in the face um and he, he breaks one of his this really cool moment where he breaks off one of the you know he's even though he's not taking the venom steroids he's no slouch in the strength department anyway he yeah he breaks one of these big totem poles and just stabs the shark to death with it um which is really cool and uh and the <laughs> there's these two kind of um locals who are swimming they're kind of watching they they can't wait to watch kind of the sharks eat them up and they they're flipped out of the boat by Batman and Alfred and they take over the boat and uh, Batman goes, should have brought your shark repellent, which is kind of a reference to the uh, 1966 Adam West Batman movie, where he has this shark hang- it's hanging from the bat helicopter, I think he's got the shark hanging off his leg, but luckily, in his utility belt, he stores his bat, his uh, shark repellent. <laughs> bat shark repellent? Or is it just shark repellent? I can't remember. But um, yeah, it's quite a nice little nod to that uh, cheesier um, side of Batman. Um I think Denny O'Neill once said that um, Batman's kind of like Hamlet. Um, you can play him in a, in a in a multitude of ways, or write him, you know, envision him in a multitude of ways. Like sometimes, kind of a cheesier version of Batman the Brave and the Bold, or a, or a nineteen sixty six Batman, or you can go the opposite way with you know the Dark Knight uh, Return style. I think there's a good medium, but there's I think there's room and ways to tell those stories. You know, I like a, a happy go lucky Daredevil as much as I like a grim and dark depressing Daredevil. You know, um, same with Spider Man. I like an angry dark Spider Man, but I also like the wisecracking, you know, web slinging, wall crawling, you know, guy. I think I'm gonna have to do a Spider Man comic soon because there's been a lack of Spider Man related uh, media considering my. The name of the show, um, so I will do that very very soon. Where was I? Yeah, sharks. So yeah, punches some sharks, and then he kind of gets back on dry land, and Timmy's there, and Timmy's you know a machine now because he's just been experimented on so much, and and he's kind of. Batman's kind of thrown by this because he was like, there was this young boy he met, this kind of innocent young boy, and he's just been turned into a killing machine, um, you know, an un- inhuman killing machine now. Um, 
so Batman's captured after that, and he is then um, he's kind of put in this in this hole where it's it's kind of like um, it's filling up with water again, mirroring the the beginning of the of the the story. Um, these kind of it's kind of a castle cylinder room. Um, basically, has to pull. He has to pull a, a certain weight has to be pulled by this hook um, so he can get out so the door will open and he'll be able to escape um, but they leave the, the the container like a little jar of the drugs a little jar of venom with with uh, all the in there and he goes you you know there's no way you're going to be able to pull that amount of that that weight without using the steroids and these steroids are these ones i've created the scientist says are just like way more addictive like there's no way you will beat the addiction if you take these um and batman you know he's he's struggling to he, fi- he figures out a way he's quite ingenious i won't i won't spoil it but he figures out a way out of the the room but twice he goes you know oh, this would be so much easier if i just took the steroids just one or you know and, and there's a point where he's like if i if i this is my last chance. If I don't take them now, they won't take effect in time, and I won't be able to use them properly. Um, but he, he, you know, he sticks to his guns and he he stays strong and doesn't take them, um, but gets out anyway. And he, the 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 scientist, kind of like, no, no, how you, you there's no way you could have escaped the room um, without the steroids. You must have taken the steroids. And Batman just hand, gets the jar of the kind of container or little vial or whatever it is. And he just pours all the pills in front of him, and he's like, "I didn't use a single one. I, you know, I beat you. I beat you like a man. I, I didn't give in to the temptation to use those drugs." And yeah, and it's a great little story. There's a there's a cool little bit at the end actually, where I always forget. Um, Alfred was like a trained actor, and he was like a spy, and you know, all this other kind of cool, interesting stuff that we never really they never really touch on too much. I don't know if they did that in Gotham a bit more, but he he uh, he can actually imitate Batman's voice so well that it fools Commissioner Gordon, which is uh, quite quite amazing. You know, mimicry there. That's some real good. Um, you know, I. Alfred's great. I think Alfred's an amazing comic book, one of the best supporting comic book characters of all time. But um, there's little cool little things where you know you just you kind of get reminded that you know what actually Alfred is pretty darn cool. Um, but yeah, that was it. That was Batman Venom, and guys, I couldn't recommend it enough. I you know I haven't read it in years, good few years now, like four or five years probably, and it's still just as good as when I read it. It's still just as fun. Um, Denny O'Neill's writing is great. He has a great hook on the character, great insight of the into the character, and you know gets all the relationships really well. And this uh, the only the probably the only issue with this story is it's not got the kind of any of the classic rogues gallery. They're very kind of mundane, kind of nineties bad guy. You know, like a Jean Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal would fight these kind of generic villains. Um, but I still enjoyed them. I think he still Denny O'Neill still made them interesting to a point. Um, but they're not as colourful or as outlandish as kind of the Scarecrow or Two Face or the Joker. Um, so it doesn't have that kind of crazy mental health element. Um, but again, I, this is like this is like Batman Begins. This is why I like it. It's a story about Batman. The story is about his struggle, his plight, dealing with his addiction. And you know, a lot of other Batman stories are purely about the villains, but this was about Batman. That's why I enjoyed it so much. I uh, saw so if you're a, a big Batman fan. You know, read it. If you're not a big Batman fan, read it and enjoy it anyway. It's a lot of fun. Um, 
I think I'll be doing. I'll probably be doing Batman Prey next. I think I'll probably do that next as my next puny pod. Or I might might even do a movie. Actually, I might do a movie, just a kind of quick movie uh, for the next puny pod. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, and maybe some Spider Man. I've got to do a Spider Man comic, or um, you know, someone's probably going to give me a slap if I don't do that. Where's all the Spider Man content? Where? Um, but yeah, so I'll do something like that. But it's it's been it's been great rereading that. Um, I, I reckon Prey will be just as fun to reread as well. Another, it, both actual both tales are like set relatively early on in Batman's kind of history. This a lot a lot of writers seem to go there because I think there's they don't want to get kind of bogged down in the continuity or worrying about you know they kind of want to keep it simple straightforward and I I respect that but I you know I also like kind of the later content the stuff in continuity the later stuff with you know more of the Bat family and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely look at something else soon. I don't, um, pray first, I think, because that was that was the the choice, and you know I'll have to do that. But um, but there's there's other stuff to look at too. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think this weekend I'll be recording some more stuff. Um, I think I'll be doing another Secret Defenders, so I'll be getting another guest in. I will uh, I'll surprise you with that uh, whenever I decide to upload that, or I might be I might actually be recording two um, if I can fit it in. Um, so yeah, I think I'm relatively free this weekend, so I should be able to do it. Um, but yeah, so I'll, but I'll, I'll space it out a bit. I won't, I won't just bang it all on at once, you know, it's kind of, I like to, uh, I like to, I like to, like, the good things come to those who wait. Yeah, good things come to those who wait. Um, but I'm not going to make you wait that long, don't worry. Uh, I'm trying to keep up, um, and kind of, I'm trying to do one every week if I can, at the very least. At least maybe a puny pod if I can fit the time in. Um, but I'm really enjoying this, and I'm glad you guys are listening. I've put I've put um, I've put my podcast on a few more um, podcast directories, um, so you should be able to find that. I think I posted that on Twitter today, so you should be able to find me on various different ones now, like Podchaser, um, Podcast.com, uh, Player FM, uh, TuneIn, various other kind of apps and stuff. Um, if you Google me, if you put me in the Google. If you Google me on Google, um, which people are known to do, um, all of my links are up there on the first page. It's all that's all me. Um, I don't know about other kind of search engines, but Google's the main one. Everyone Google's. That's the one. That's the one people use. That's the big one. Um, so yeah, so use that, and you can kind of find my Facebook and all the other. Um, various different podcasts if there's another uh, podcast app i'm on uh, that i'm not aware of uh, please let me know and i can maybe find a link and you know share with other people if they want to listen through that instead but still on spotify you can find us on spotify on um what else what are we else are we on we're on spotify we're on um itunes obviously uh, spreaker uh stitcher um so much so so many others um so yeah no it's been fun so uh, i'm glad you guys i hope you guys enjoyed this i hope you guys enjoy my comic book uh diatribes on the puny pods but if you want to find me online you can find me on facebook at secret balls so if you type that into the search engine at secret balls you will come to my page on twitter if you put in at dan underscore balls you'll find me there uh, make sure you use the hashtags join the Pratalian and hashtag prepare, prepare for prattle. I still can't get my words out. What's wrong with me? 12 hour shifts, speaking all day, and now I can't even speak. But uh, it's been a great, it's been a blast doing this again, guys. Uh, I will see you soon, my little boar mongers. <laughs> <laughs>